Happy New Year, and welcome to a special episode from Broadway Radio. I am Matt Tiamanini. Yesterday, I spoke with my friend, arts and culture journalist, Ashley Steves. If you are unfamiliar with her work, first, shame on you. Second, you can see her stuff all over the place, including a week or so ago on the cover of Backstage, as she interviewed stage and screen star Kamiko Glenn. You can also keep up with her on Twitter at no, this is Ashley. One word, obviously, because it's a Twitter handle, at no, this is Ashley. But it's one of her other roles that I wanted to talk to her about as we ended 2018 and began 2019. The reason we're talking to you today is because one of the other things you do is you are Broadway World's cabaret editor. And now that we are recording on New Year's Day, plenty of time for everyone to recover. So we're not dealing with uh, early morning <laughs> issues from the night before. Um, yeah. But but we want to talk a little bit about looking back to 2018 in the world of cabaret, looking forward to what we know is is going to be coming in the next few months in the cabaret scene in New York, and then also you manage the big, massive behemoth that is the Broadway World Cabaret Awards. So oh, yeah. since, since I don't live in New York, as you know, I come and I see things as I can. I don't see nearly as much cabaret as I would like. So what were some things that not only that I missed, but maybe some folks that live in New York didn't know that they should have been seeing? I think overall, uh, Cabaret in New York is a very good and strong year. And I think there are a lot of very political reasons for that. People are kind of pissed off and they want to talk about it and they want to sing about it. They want to make art. That's kind of eternally what we need, especially right now. For shows this year, this past year, the Jonathan Larson Project at 54 Below, I would say, is the biggest one of the last few months. I believe you saw that when you were here last. Mm-hmm, I did. And it, it, it was amazing. It was all of Jonathan Larson, creator of Rent, his old demos, work that's never been premiered before, work that people have never heard before. It was put on the stage at 54 Below, done by Jennifer Tepper, the programming director there. And in tandem with that, which came maybe two weeks later, there was Michael Friedman's State of the Union at the Green Room 42, which we had these two really big shows in Cabaret, these two really big group shows that were preserving the work of young composers that we've lost, which I think, you know, Jonathan Larson Project is getting a recording, which is wonderful. So everyone who wasn't around to get to see it will actually get to hear it and it will be preserved forever. Michael Friedman, who died, unfortunately, in the past uh, two years ago, he died from complications of AIDS. He was only 40, which is, you know, mind-blowing in yeah. you know, our current age. His work is getting preserved by the civilians, so they're going to go through all of his old work. So those were, I think those were my two favorite shows of the year, personally, and just oh, having wow. these two... Uh, great composers, great lyricists whose work will now be preserved forever. And people got to see them on a cabaret stage, which is my favorite thing, especially with State of the Union. It was so political. What State of the Union is for people who don't know is during the 2016 election, Michael Friedman went around to different states around the country and talked to people, talked to voters about why they were voting for Hillary or why they were voting for Trump. And he 
took their interviews verbatim and put them to song. And then in the show had uh, actors like Nick Lemire sing them, who also did the Jonathan Larson project. So there was a nice parallel there as well. Those are two things that were two of the best things for you in 2018. What what else ranks up there as, as things either that you loved and saw personally or something that seems to have made an impact with a ton of people in and around the community? Oh, for sure. And there were so much. The last show that I really loved that I got to see in 2018 was Max Vernon's Existential Life Crisis mm. Lullaby at Joe's Pub. He's doing a residency there. He did three shows. And he's bringing it back in February. So if you haven't got to see it yet, I think he's going to do at least three more shows, one a month on Tuesdays. That was incredible. He's taking each show, each show in his residency, he's devoting to one of his upcoming shows or one of his previous shows. So things like K-pop, he's done The View Upstairs. And it's just really, uh, it's really queer and wonderful. And he had a lot of special guests. He had George Salazar at the show that I went to, who's obviously about to do Be More Chill and is a big name at the moment. He also had a great year. He got to do two-player game with Joe Iconis, which that's been preserved as well. And uh, Jonathan Larson as well. Yes, exactly. Coach Alizar is having a big year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when when you and I saw each other last in uh, up in New York, we were talking about kind of the different types of, of cabaret. And this fascinates me because mm-hmm. I think for the theater folks who come to New York or live in New York and are more theater-centric, we think of things uh, like 54 Below or Green Room 42 or even Joe's Pub. Mm-hmm. And those have very theater-centric acts. And uh, obviously, a ton sure. of cabaret normally does. But cabaret is so much more than just Broadway stars doing a show on their night off or in between, uh, you know, a, right. a theater contract. If there was something, you know, even, even Max Vernon is a theater writer um, who also does mm-hmm. cabaret. But if there was, you know, some type of either show that would kind of be outside of the theatrical cabaret standpoint that you look back on and really sticks out for 2018, what would that be? Oh, I really loved Meg Flather's show. She's very big within the cabaret community, and she did a beautiful show about womanhood and about her family, about her mother and her grandmother and her family lineage called Back When We Were Beautiful. I love that a lot. Meg is a friend of mine as well. Um, I've done features previously on her that she used to be two two seasons back she was one of the Mac Award which is the Manhattan Association of Cabaret and Clubs she was one of the best vocalist nominees and with her four other nominees they created a show called Together which was kind of like we're building camaraderie and <laughs> we're competing against each other but we're not competing against each other so they did that for a while And she usually does a show maybe once every two years at this point. She's had her amazing portrait show she did before this. But Back When We Were Beautiful, I think, was a a very beautiful show in itself. There's also Dawn DeRose, My Ship, Songs from 1941, which was during the war. She incorporates things like actual letters that were used in the show. Natalie Douglas has a tribute show that she does at Birdland, which she does share. She does Shirley Bassey. She kind of covers pretty much everybody you can think of. She's done Ella. And she's just, 
this huge personality. She's this huge voice. She's really amazing. I think as far what you said as far as cabaret is an all Broadway act, obviously very true. I do think that is the best bridge to get people into cabaret, however. I think a lot of people don't really know what cabaret is, and that's also because cabaret is very all-encompassing. Cabaret can be a little bit of everything, and usually it's defined by the venue. It's usually somewhere that includes a restaurant or a cabaret or a cafe. It's more so, there was a definition by Gregory Dawson, who used to co-own the historic ballroom in New York City, which is any kind of performance where the fourth wall is removed and you have a relationship Hmm. with the audience. Wow, I like it can that. be really, it can, yeah, it can be really anything you want it to be. I mean, cabaret is kind of, you know, the friends we made along the way at this point. It can be burlesque, it can be drag, <laughs> it can be anything. I love, it. yeah, <laughs> right, nice way, way to pull that <laughs> meme in there. I love that actually. Um, uh, that, that that's what I'm here for. Yeah, well, and you mentioned, I think one of the things that I, I love that the idea that theater can be the gateway into cabaret because there are people that are really doing work that I think not only challenges their audience, but pushes not only the cabaret art form forward, but I think then actually moves forward and influences what we see on theatrical stages as well. Um, and And I think you mentioned a couple of shows, uh, some of your favorite ones that were queer in nature in one way or another. And I think that the influence mm-hmm. of whether it's queer artists uh, doing cabaret things or the influence of like, I don't know if, if drag really, you know, if that overlaps with cabaret, if that's its own thing yeah. or even burlesque, but the influences of those types of acts that we are seeing not only bleed over into theatrical works, but into more of pop culture. I, I, I think that that is very much a New York downtowny type thing mm-hmm. that we are seeing really breach out it not that it hasn't always been there but it feels like over the last couple years as really starting to reach its tentacles out into the more uh, mainstream is not when you're talking about theater is probably not (laughs) the right term but outside (laughs) of that that bubble that has always kind of been in and start to influence a lot of other types of things that we see in and around new york and even outside that as well oh absolutely i mean you look at the prominence of RuPaul's Drag Race, for instance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those stars now have shows with the Lori Beachman. You can go to the Lori Beachman in February, this upcoming February, and see... Actually, no, I think it's this January, in a couple weeks. You can go and see Ginger Minj. You can go and see Alaska a few months ago. You have all these big drag stars. It was Benda La Creme a few months back. You have all these big drag stars that people will see on television on RuPaul's Drag Race or they'll see on a national stage and they can come to a cabaret in New York City and see them, you know, two tables away while they're having their drinks or while they're having their meal. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the show that I saw um, during Pride Weekend. Um, the yes, one and the only, yes, that. the one and only Robbie Rizal's <laughs> busting out at uh, fifty four yeah. below. Um, of course, uh, no, it'll be a surprise to no one that listens regularly that Robbie is a friend. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, I, I love that show. He's getting ready to do his songs from inside my locker, which is 
a heartbreaking and hilarious title in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for his album, um, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you blow smoke up Robbie, uh, Robbie's behind <laughs> if you don't want to. But um, I, what I love about Cabaret, though, is branching off of Robbie, is that you talk about people who come from like uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You talk about people being theater artists. You talk about people who are, um, you know, songwriters and composers doing cabaret. Robbie is not necessarily by profession a performer, yet there is places in the cabaret world that allows anybody who has a story, has anybody that has a perspective, no, and Robbie is super talented, so this is not a slide on him, so Robbie, don't at me, um, but people of all types of, of talent and skills to perform and to have a voice. And that's one reason why I, I love this art form so much. I, that you said everything and more. There is a stage for everybody in cabaret. It doesn't matter what your sexuality is, what your race is, what your age is, you can create a show in cabaret and there will be an audience for it. I've seen shows, I've seen cabarets completely in sign language. I've seen them completely in oh, Japanese, cool. the duplex. I've seen, it, it's also one of the only areas of art, I think, at least in New York City, that unequivocally and unconditionally has its doors open for female performers who are age 50 and older, especially in Midtown Cabaret, it, it, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your act is. You can be in drag. You can be, uh, you can be burlesque. You can be jazz. There's a stage for you in New York City, regardless, but there's especially a stage for you in Cabaret. Yeah. And I love that. You can be as queer as you want to be. You can tell whatever story you want to tell you could do a tribute show. <laughs> it doesn't, it, it, yeah, it's there for you. Yeah. When you mentioned uh, women of a certain age having a place uh, on a cabaret stage. So let's spin that forward and look at some of the yeah. acts that we know. And obviously these things aren't necessarily always scheduled as far in advance as like a Broadway show is. So we don't know a ton yeah. of what's coming out in the future. But one thing we do know that's coming next week to um, 54 Below is a woman who could probably get a stage anywhere in the world. Uh, but Cheetah Rivera has a new show coming. To, I don't know if it's a new show, but she's bringing her show uh, to 54 Below. Um, I'm going to be in yeah. town, so I don't know that. I'm going to try to see it. I actually saw her at oh, the 92nd. Yay. I saw the 92nd Street Y uh, performance that she did last uh, earlier. Well, I guess it is last year now in 2018, and yeah. she's amazing. So I would love to see it. But, she is amazing. Uh, yeah, but she's still out there do, being as sassy as ever, and I love it. Uh, uh, yeah. But what else? Feather boa and all. Yes. It's, oh, so, oh, my God. I <laughs> I videoed. I, I'm not somebody who, if I go see a show, I don't do a ton of videoing because I want to watch it. I sure. want to experience it. But when she did the some of the choreo for all that jazz, there was no way in hell I wasn't videotaping that because <laughs> uh, that's freaking Cheetah Rivera, and I was in the front row at the 92nd Street Y. So um, whether it's Cheetah or somebody else, what are some other things coming down the pike that you're looking forward to? Cheetah's a very big one. I saw her at Cafe Carlisle two seasons back, and as you said, you couldn't help but videotape her as she's dancing around the stage in her red boa. She's coming back to Five Cents 54 Below on January 9th. Lindsay Mendez is also another big one. Uh, you mentioned Robbie Rozell. He'll be doing his album recording in February and March for Songs from Inside My Locker. Betsy Wolf is also coming in March. I think that's her first 
solo mm-hmm. show that she's doing. I believe it is. Which is going to be really fun, especially if you saw Falsettos. I mean, Betsy Wolf is amazing. Come on, you have to get to that. Joe Akanas, who, again, is about to be more chill and come to Broadway at last. He and his family are going to be coming in April to 54 Below. I mentioned Ginger Minge already. She, they're going to be at the Beachman. Um, Ariana DeBose is going to be at Birdland in February. There are so many big so names good. coming in the next few months. Uh, Leah Delaria is also coming. She's doing a Valentine's Day show at Joe's Hub called Fuck Love because she's Leah Delaria. Of course <laughs> yeah, she's doing a yeah, show. Yeah. And, and, and of course <laughs> it's going to be titled that. Yes, exactly. But there you know... If you're looking for drag, there's Martha Graham Crack. They're doing a cabaret at Joe's Pub on January 18th. If you want to see Burlesque, The Pink Room, which is a Twin Peak David Lynch themed burlesque troupe, which is great. I <laughs> know, <laughs> amazing. They're actually, they were actually nominated for a Broadway World Award this year. They have their eighth annual Miss Twin Peaks pageant coming up at Joe's on January 9th. There's one of my favorites, Miguel Angelo, who is doing his new show called Latina OXO, which is an unrequited serenata, according to him. And that's at the end of January, which will be my birthday weekend. So I'm especially looking forward to that. But yeah, there are a lot of big names. Right now, we're in the middle of award season for Cabaret. There's about to be the Bistro Awards coming up. There's about to be the Mass Awards in March. So a lot of the... Midtown Cabaret Act, Uptown Cabaret Act, they haven't necessarily scheduled that far in advance because they're wrapping up their shows from last year, which is great because if you miss shows from last year, like as I mentioned, like Meg Slather or Don DeRoe, she's about to have her show coming up again, you can still go see them. That's awesome. Um, I This is one of the problems with me not living in New York is that there are so many things that I want to see. I can usually get most of the theater things scheduled on my various yeah. trips up but it's the cabaret things sure. that makes it really hard but one thing this is probably There's not yeah this is probably not technically cabaret but it's something that i am sure that you are very much looking forward to as well and something that i already have a ticket to is on april 1st i am going to see the lyrics and lyricist series sondheim wordplay i have no idea what this is going to be um, <laughs> but it, it felt like something that i had to go see do you have any insight into what this might be because i know that you are uh, as much of a sondheim devotee as there is out there yeah, that's definitely true. I'm definitely going to take that honorific and run with it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have much insight into it yet, other than it's going to be a lot of the tongue twister songs. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of getting married today. There's going to be some more crumb into the woods. I also have a ticket to it as well, of course. As soon as it came up on my radar, I had to go immediately. But yeah, uh, 92Y, there's a lot of, again, it's hard to kind of categorize it in cabaret, but what is cabaret? They do a lot of very similar cabaret-esque events as well, and that's one of them. But yeah, that's going to be a very exciting one. As you said, I am a Sondheim devotee. I will work Sondheim into every conversation, so I'm glad you did before I got to it. Yeah, yeah. well, if if, if it's uh, anything Sondheim-related, an anniversary or an event, I can always count on you tweeting about hopefully getting a Bunnell <laughs> announcement or whatever they're calling that show at this point. Oh. Uh, 
Who until... knows? It doesn't exist. Yeah, well, uh, every time I hear something, it's like he's he's three quarters of the way done. Oh no, he's only a quarter of the way done. No, he's completely done. He's halfway. I don't know. Look, he's a he's a perfectionist. It's fine. Let's, yeah, well, <laughs> let's, let's the man work. Let's hurry the hell up because we don't know how long he's going to be around. Anyway, um, so wow, Matt. I'm just saying. <laughs> It happens to everybody at some point, <laughs> except for Cheetah. Cheetah's never going to die. Um, Cheetah so, was living forever. Th- please, if I don't know what I would do if she didn't. Um, so, okay, you mentioned the Broadway World Awards. Real quick, what do people need to know about those? Voting has been huge this year. The nominees were amazing this year. And the we should be making an, an announcement on Monday. So that's very exciting. Oh, awesome. um, I've gotten a chance to look at the winners already. And there are some great surprises. There are you know everyone who was nominated of course was amazing and we were very deliberately like we vetted everybody very carefully this year and you know it was it was really it honestly was a really great year awesome well Ashley thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of your New Year's Day to chat with me happy new year and I'm looking forward to happy new year yeah I'm looking forward to seeing not only a bunch of great theater and cabaret, but hopefully we'll all see you. I don't know. Are you going to be at Broadway con uh, at all this next few weeks? I'm hoping so. I'm going right. to, you know, talk my way into it one way or another. Nice. So I'm all sure right. I'll be there. All right. Well, hopefully I'll see you then. And if not, we'll have to, uh, to catch up soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. 